0: Welcome to another edition of the Business and Life channel by Peter Daniels. Here, every week, we explore business and life through interviews, stories, and shared information. You'll meet some amazing people and gain valuable understanding of not only what people have achieved in business and life, but their thinking behind their achievements, their motivations, their struggles, and victories. You'll pick up on the lessons they've learned, the things they did on their business and life journey that worked why they did it, and maybe even some things they wouldn't do again. So let's join Peter for this week's episode. We trust that you enjoy it.
1: Well, here I am today with Ben Mead, and Ben owns a business called Holidays of Australia and the World, and uh, Ben and I go back probably about 10 or 11 years, but we'll chat about that. Welcome, Ben. How are you?
2: Yeah, good, Peter. Thank you for having me uh, on your program.
1: Oh, happy to have you on it, mate. And I was trying to think about this. I think it was like 11 years ago that you got into your business, but we've known each other for 24 and a half years, I worked out the other day. Um, But uh, we want to talk about your business. So maybe just tell you a little bit about your business, what it is, and uh, how many people you've got working there. Yeah,
2: sure, Peter. No, I, uh, when you said 11 years, I, I thought you'd sold us a bit short because it certainly has been a, a long, uh, a long relationship, Peter, and, and 24 years sounds about right. So, uh, um, no, with, as I said, thanks for having me on, um, on your show. Our business, Holidays of Australia and the World, uh, is a privately owned business based here in South Australia, but we operate nationally. Um, we employ uh, around 30 uh, people mm-hmm. and uh, our business, uh, is in uh, travel and tourism. Um, we uh, uh, we have a tour operator business. Um, we uh, we're a travel retailer and wholesaler, um, and we're also the owner of some um, some tourism products uh, as well. Um, so um, yeah, it's an industry that I'm really passionate about and uh, and I really love. And I find uh, I find going to work and being motivated is pretty easy when you when you like what you do.
1: Absolutely, and and I can vouch for the fact that you do like what you do because you've served us very well and some of my clients very well over uh, a number of years. And um, not too many people would know this, but uh, I've actually seen Ben down at uh, Dockside. Um, lifting bags and helping people onto ships, and that sort of service, Ben, from someone who owns a business, is exemplary. And uh, oh, thanks, Peter.
2: Yeah, no, thank you. I, you know, I'm a big believer in, um, in, um, uh, in understanding and having, you know, um, I think genuine relationships with your clients and talking to them and uh, finding out what works and what doesn't work, and um, and then uh, and then growing from there or making the right decisions from there.
1: Yeah, well, it gives you the opportunity to understand the experience from their perspective rather than just from a product perspective. So um, that's good. But it's not always been um, 30 people, lots of product. I can remember when you started this business, Ben, and uh, it was pretty small. And um, I dare say there were some days when it was a little bit difficult um, getting started. Can we talk about some of those days? What are some of the things that, that happened back then?
2: Peter, I, um, yeah, I remember the days really, really well because I, you know, I think you remember the excitement, um, as well as the sort of the trepidation of starting your own business. But I, you know, I think one thing I did have was, um, like I said a bit earlier, a passion for travel. Um, and I think that's really critical, um, in whatever we do in life. If you're passionate, you find it easy. Um, and we started, um, you know, with a really small team of five or six staff. Um, when I think back, I don't think we had, um, you know, the capital to, um, you know, to even have five or six staff, but um, it was almost blind faith that we had a belief and a passion for, um, for what we uh, were doing. And, um, and we had a genuine belief that if you had good people and, and you had those genuine relationships with people and you provided exceptional customer service. Um, things would uh, would flow so you know we started back then um, identifying that uh, the cruise industry was um, was going through a, a significant period of growth and and we recognized that um, that there were ports around Australia where um, there weren't they weren't big enough ports for cruise ships to home port or sort of you know base ships out of but um, there was still demand out of those ports so yeah. Uh, what we did is we, we started with uh, Princess Cruises, breaking up uh, cruises in ports around Australia so people could hop on and hop off mm-hmm. and start or finish their cruise in those ports. And um, what that provided us was, was was an opportunity to actually get a product to market, a, a package to market, um, and it was rail and cruise because we mm-hmm. used to take people up and we still do on the GAN and and um, and what have you to Darwin. and and provide them the opportunity to hop on and off the ship in Darwin. Um, but it gave us a unique product. And, you know, I think that was a really important lesson for us in business that it, if you've got a unique product mm. um, that fits the market, um, it uh, it goes a long way to, to building a business because you've got something that, that's desirable in the market but also is exclusively yours as well.
1: Mm. Mm, that's that's true, and I remember those days of trying to package up things and uh, make it for one of a better word different and better. And if I could put it this way, Ben, it was it was a process of you creating an experience rather than just grabbing an off the shelf experience and trying to sell it along with everybody else. And uh, I think that's one of the things that's probably served you well, um, and and it's bought. Uh, as you say a whole lot of people to different ports around australia and different modes of uh, travel all in the one experience and they seem to like it
2: yeah correct peter you know i think that's right you know we we haven't ever been believers in just buying things off the shelf shelf we've always been believers in in value-adding and and creating unique experiences um so um you know that's really that that was the you know, one of the key founding principles of us uh, starting this business and building products. So, uh, you know, unlike a typical travel agency where you're generally reselling other people's products, we sure do resell uh, um, uh, some product that doesn't belong to us, but we build our own product as well and our own itineraries and all we package things together to create something unique. So, um no, that certainly held us in good stead, and and it was um, you know held us in good stead during the COVID period as well.
1: Yeah, I want to talk about COVID in a minute, and and, and can we come back to that? But I think if yeah, we look back um, in those early years, and and when I say early years, I say wow, from say eleven years ago up until about four, you you invested quite a lot of time in developing your team and. I remember the Monday nights coming in there and running sessions for your team on sales and service and communication and follow through and commitment and time management. And 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 I must say, Ben, I need to thank you for that because while that was a learning experience for them, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And it was it was just a time when we could go time out. How do we improve the client experience? Not just from the um, travel component, but from the booking component and from um, post sale and all of those sort of things, and and all credit to you because you've now got a really really good team, and I think it's fair to say that that's added another be- dimension to your business as well.
2: Yeah, thanks, Peter. No, and Peter, you were um, you were instrumental and really critical in that Monday night process as well because we've always um, been of the view that our team are our biggest asset and um, we've always held the view that um, if we've got a team that's happy, that's, that's, um, uh, that's well-trained, that's motivated and our culture's right, then good things will happen. So, um, um, you know, those Monday nights, um, um, yeah, have have been and and will continue to be a really important part of um, our ongoing training and development of our team and, and, um, and um, yes, yeah, so as I said, you're a, you're an, a very important important part of that, Peter. So thank Thanks,
1: you. Bud. Thank you. Well, I think too, Ben, in this journey that we've done while you've had the business, I've noticed that you've not only uh, packaged up product, but you've ended up buying some, some of your own facilities, some of your own uh, destinations, so that you can make that another part of your product as well. So, yeah. Um, I know you've got something up in cans there. You've got other things around the place where um, you can package up a deal uh, and an experience for people that nobody else can get to.
2: Yeah, no, most definitely. You know, I think, um, um, uh, you know, like I said a little bit earlier, I you know, I think that it's really, really important um, to have, you know, your own product and also have good healthy margins. And one of the ways of you know of doing that is to provide some you know some vertical integration as well where um, you can have your own product and and um, and you can make a bit more margin rather than just selling somebody else's product. so I've always had the view that um, if a business can fund uh, the cash flow to continue to invest in 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 assets to grow the the business and in our case that might be you know uh, property and tourism assets related to tourism, then that's been a really good thing as well and it's it's certainly. Um, you know, it's held us in 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 good stead, and you know, and hopefully will going forward because it's it's our strategy to keep buying, um, you know, buying uh, tourism related products that mm. we can we can value add to the business with.
1: Yeah, that's great. Um, and through this journey that you've been on, there's been uh, a few things that were unexpected. One was COVID, so let's talk about that for a little while because, um, I can remember. Uh, seeing you, and for those that don't know, Ben's not far from the Hilton in Adelaide, his his offices. He's got a beautiful building um, just opposite. But uh, on occasions, we would meet uh, in the Hilton and catch up uh, unexpectedly sometimes, and and you had spent an inordinate amount of time getting back to people and trying to help them with refunds, changing things, um, and, and a lot of time was spent in... Delivering upon things that never really happened, where someone had booked a, a cruise or an experience with you, and then you had to untangle it all and get refunds. And that would have been a big investment, not only in money and time, but I suppose it also became an investment in the relationship with your clients, and that they saw that there was a positive there that here's someone, here's a company who cares and is interested. And wants the well-being of people, um, over and above, are oh, no, we're busy. We can't answer that. We're we're not going to give you a refund.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, if I cast my mind back to um, you know March twenty nineteen, I think it was, we had um, over three hundred people on board ships um, uh, around Australia and overseas that um, that got caught up in the in the you know in the border closures and the mm-hmm. cruise bans. Um, So, um, you know, at that point in time, um, we weren't sure whether this was going to be a short-term thing or a long-term thing, Mm. Um, and we didn't, you know, really understand uh, the impacts it would have on our industry as a whole, and, you know, there's no doubt that the travel and tourism industry was one of the hardest hit during during the COVID period and continues to be hard hit by... um, um, by the recovery
1: mm.
2: um, and, and the slow recovery if we look at what's happening with airlines and so on. Mm. Um, but, you know, what we did make a commitment um, on was that we booked people's holidays and um, and we needed to make sure that we got everybody home safe and sound and we looked after them, you know, not just in booking them and getting them away but also repatriating them home and, and then looking after their you know their subsequent needs, whether that was, you know, through, um, you know, refunds, insurance claims, credits, mm. and all those sorts of things. So, um, a lot of those clients are now, and um, uh, rebooking holidays that were planned, um, you know, two and a half, three years ago. So, mm. um, it's just been terrific reconnecting with them, and, um, and, uh, and you know, now getting them on their, on their cruises, on their rail journeys, on their, you know, on their hosted tours um around the world. So um um yeah, we we think we're in a pretty good spot um mm. because of um um because of the way we managed um, we managed our clients during that yep. period and you know there's certainly um um the situation was not ideal so mm. um we think that uh, that certainly most of them uh, ended up with a, a pretty good outcome.
1: And and you know what, that's a really big important thing, Ben, because um it's it's okay when things go really really well but when things hit the fan um, people's behaviors come to the front and and that's the opportunity to impress them over and above the norm and you did that and and I need to put my hand up and say thank you because I was involved in that too with with the cruise, and uh, you know you looked after us and all the people really really well so 12 out of 10 nice. on that, bud. Um,
2: yeah, no, it took a while, but you know, it's, um, as you know, Peter, it's um, um, the industry um, and the systems in the travel industry were not ever built to actually process and manage that five. number of, of reversals effectively. So it just took time.
1: Yeah, it does. Um, but even during that time, when if we talk about COVID and we talk about, in inverted commas, the recovery, and we're still not there yet, but. Um, if we look at some of the creative things you've done, Ben, and I love it. You know, coming up with something that we can't do overseas because of restrictions and hesitancy of buyers, you've come up with some really unique ideas um, to help people explore more of Australia.
2: Yeah, we have, Peter. We um, um, we identified during that COVID period that that in order to ensure that we looked after. Um, unraveling people's travel requirements, we still needed, you know, revenue to actually operate the business, and and we identified and saw that, you know, there were still people that wanted to travel, albeit, um, you know, safely and differently, and, um, in travel corridors. So we've always had a very long-standing relationship with the Northern Territory Government Tourism Northern Territory. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we developed a uh, a big program where uh, we chartered uh, aircraft to um, hmm. to do weekends away, and we um, um, we ran almost fifty um, full charter aircraft into Uluru wow. for weekends away to Uluru, which wow. um, you know, which is on so many people's bucket list, and you know, so many Australians hadn't had that chance to, to to get to Uluru. So um, we ran a really successful nationwide program taking people into Uluru over. Uh, over that COVID period for for a weekend away. So, you know, that was a really important piece of business for us to, uh, keep our team busy and and mm. uh, and keep the uh, keep the um, you know the cash flow flowing as well. Sure, and,
1: and and keep those happy who wanted to go do something because uh, yeah, I, get I, everybody yeah. I think people were frustrated. You know what can we do? You know I'm bored. It's I've been in restrictions. I, I want to get out. I want to do something. So, um, can we shift gears again? Um, during your journey in your business, you've had challenges um with covid and and growing the business um but you've also had some challenges in your family if i might say so and little holly do you want to do you want to tell us a little bit about uh, that situation and what that's for want of a better word drawn you into supporting and getting behind and helping
2: yeah sure peter so um I'm a father of three. Um, my um, our eldest, Holly, is now 15, and I've got twin boys that are 14, Charles and Isaac. And and um, you know, I think it's fair to say that you know, certainly everything that I do in my life is about my family and and um, and providing a a um, a better future for um for my family. Mm-hmm. Um, but when um, when Holly was six, um, two weeks out from her seventh birthday, and it was pretty early in the establishment of our business, um, uh, she was diagnosed with leukemia. So um, we, you know, that certainly throws your life into um, into mm-hmm. a tailspin. And mm-hmm. um, that sort of diagnosis, and and um, fortunately, she's doing really, really well and in remission now. But um, you know, I think um, the two and a half years of of treatment for leukemia that Holly went through um, provided a lot of really valuable lessons for us as a family and for me from a, a business perspective around perspective and and um, and I do think that you know that perspective helped enormously um, me and um, uh, navigate the COVID period as mm-hmm. a business because I looked at the COVID period and went, this is temporary. You know, like being told yeah. that you got cancer. Is not necessarily temporary. And, um, uh, you know, I always was of the view that, you know, if you look at the challenges in in business, how do they relate to to being told that you've got, uh, you know, a serious life threatening Mm. illness or, or um, or being told that you've got something you know um, that you've got to deal with that's completely outside of your control from a health perspective.
1: At Seven years so, of age,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. So um, you know, I, I think you've always got to. You know, I'm somebody who looks at a glass you know half full rather than half empty, and you know, I I I look at the lessons that that taught me and and my wife Kim as a family, and that certainly you know it now. Um, uh, I think um, makes most things seem you know if they are challenging not seem as challenging as yeah. what you know what they might be for some people yep. um, but it also makes us value you know the things that are important and mm. and um, I said I love travel so you know it makes you make the most of every opportunity you've got and we tend to do that through travelling a lot and seeing the world and and,
1: um, and making lots of memories yep good on you and and Ben wouldn't say this, but I'm going to say it. It's also drawn Ben into raising significant amounts of money and support for cancer research and for kids and um, putting together some events, if not putting them together, at least participating actively in them and supporting them uh, to help with uh, cancer research and all credit. All credit to you for that, Ben. Well done. Thanks, Peter. Thank you. Um, One other thing I think if we could reflect back on, Ben, um, every business owner has um, one or two key events or lessons or things they wouldn't do again or something that they had to learn the hard way that has really impressed them and indelibly imprinted in their head and, and ends up being there. Piece of advice or counsel to other business owners who are starting out. What would be one of those from your perspective?
2: Uh, Peter, I think it's relationships, relationships, relationships. I, you know, I think if yep. you've got strong relationships with um your team and strong relationships with, you know, both your internal and external customers, um, I think as a business and in life, you're gonna do well. So, um, um, you know i think investing in that area and having genuine and meaningful relationships with people and you know not just knowing them on a transactional level but mm. having you know really strong relationships and understanding who they are and what motivates them and and um and what's important to them mm. um uh really is is a really key ingredient in our business and and um and i do think it opens the door um because you never know who you're going to need help from when the chips are down, and and I think people like to help people that they like.
1: Yep, yep. I think you're right, and and I've observed over time that you've not only got that relationship with your team, but with your suppliers, and and then you can craft things together on a relationship basis uh, and be comfortable that you can work together on it. It, it makes a lot yeah. of difference. Yeah,
2: yeah. No, it does, Peter. No, I I agree, and and um. Um, yeah, so I, I think that would be the lesson, you know, you know, build build genuine, lasting relationships, and mm. and I think a lot of stuff will take care of itself from there.
1: That's good. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure having a chat with you, Ben. Um, I know that we've got a good relationship, and uh, that's gone as we say for twenty three, twenty four years, something like that. Um, but it's always been uh, nice to be able to bump into Ben, whether that be in the street or in the Hilton or out and about. And Ben will always stop and I'll say, how are you going? And I think that's a lesson for all of us. Yeah, if we're wandering around, let's just stop and find out how the other person is going because sometimes they're doing really well, sometimes they're not. And that's an opportunity to serve. So thank you for your time today, Ben. I've really enjoyed it and I'm sure the people who listen to this will enjoy it. And we're going to put Ben's details uh, up on the podcast and... I can vouch with confidence that if you have any travel um, requirements or you want to just find out what some of the fantastic experiences that Ben provides in that travel situation, give him a call. His team will look after you, and uh, I'm sure you'll come back very, very surprised as to what they've got to offer. So thanks for your time today, Ben. Really appreciate it
2: thanks, Peter, and thanks for the relationship and um and uh, hey, it goes both ways, and I think um, you're somebody who also values relationships enormously and and um, and I think it's why we've had a connection for all
1: these years as well. So no, thanks for your time, I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much, Ben, really appreciate
0: it, mate. Thanks, Peter. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of the Business and Life Channel. For further information, extra learning and assistance with your business or life's journey and aspirations, Peter can be contacted at leadaustralia.com.au. That's L-E-A-D Australia, one word, .com.au. He'd be very happy to help. The information in this podcast can be downloaded for your personal use, but it cannot be reproduced in any form without the written consent of Lead Australia.